0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. There have been 530 punts in the history of the Super Bowl, and there's no! never been one returned for oh. a touchdown. Oh, you just threw it out. What's <laughs> some odds on that? He touched it. It's a fumble, and it's a recovery by Kansas City. You knew something was happening there. You just felt it. I just it. wasn't sure what yeah. it was. Mr. again. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL network.
1: Uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo last night on CBS on the call of Super Bowl 58. Uh, Next hour on the show, we will start spinning things forward to next season in the National Football League because we're a sports betting show and you can't bet anymore on Super Bowl 58, but you can start thinking about, and you can also, there are markets open who's going to win next year's Super Bowl. And we can start thinking about and conceptualize uh, next NFL season, which is really awesome. We'll do that next hour coming up on the show. But, uh, Let's talk a little bit about the broadcast last night on CBS, the halftime show with Usher. We can get it to maybe Reba McIntyre-gate with the National Anthem. But uh, why don't we start, <laughs> Ken, with CBS and Romo and Jim Nance. Uh, what would you think of the broadcast sure. of last night's game?
0: Uh, obviously, like was going to be highly scrutinized no matter what happened because Romo is uh, such a lightning rod now. He was like the beloved rod uh, analyst and now – people like to be really highly critical of him. They say that he he never shuts up and you know, he doesn't really say anything of substance. He just kind of like yells and giggles. Like that's definitely the parody version of what he does. Um, Just like I, I usually don't. And we've said this on the show before. We don't usually watch his game start to finish in the regular season because we watch red zone. So we, we don't really get like the full, like Nance, Romo, Gene Starator, Jay Feely, you know, like everybody, uh, we don't get that full experience until the, uh, until the playoffs start. I, I don't, Usually I have a strong opinion on this. I watched the whole game. I consumed the whole telecast. I found him very normal for him, I guess would be the right way to put it. Like, there wasn't anything about his an- analysis of the game that surprised me. There were some moments where I felt like he was doing his kind of clairvoyant thing, like they should they should do this. They should run this. Here's what the play is going to be. And he was right. There were some times where he did it and he was totally wrong. (laughs) There were, there were were predictions and some of them worked and some that didn't. I, I always liked that stuff. And yeah, you got the kind of boisterous. I will say, I guess I felt like the amount of like seven year old girl giggling was not as much in the Super Bowl as it was in the AFC championship game where I feel like it was like there were, it was a lot more present. So I what do I give the telecast? I like I I feel like it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be, knowing who was taking part in it, I was not surprised in any way.
1: I uh I I was expecting to not like it. Like we we've done kind of because our of the parody Ravens game? Because no, of the I AFC guess, like, championship game? I, I would say mostly because I think that for the most part, since Romo's like electric first season culminated by and I've said this on the show before but I think someone who's been and you Ken's the same way we've been obsessively right. watching sports for for over 30 years now at this point watching like every sport every big game I would put Tony Romo's call and I'll, and I think a lot of other people feel this way also of the 2018 AFC championship game with the Chiefs and the Patriots I think it's the best uh, uh, the best color commentator performance ever. Of a game was romo in that game and i think since then it's kind of like steadily gone downhill and i think it was and jake uh, uh, is a bad job by me is it brad spielberger i think this person goes on works for pro football yes. focus goes on BeckQL daily I so. brad I, I think brad's a great twitter follow and he tweeted this and it's it's true right romo will sometimes say things on broadcasts and betray the fact that he doesn't prepare, like, the way that other broadcasters will prepare. These games, And this is not, like, this is not, like, reckless speculation by me. Like, no one has said to me, oh, well, Romo doesn't prepare. It's like, we all watch the games. And more importantly, we watch other games, so when Tony Romo calls the Bills and the Steelers in the wild card round, and he makes these proclamations about Jalen Warren, like, "Wow, like this Jalen Warren's really good. I think more people should know who he is." It's like actually, like we we all know who he is. Like, everyone knows right. how good he is. Or Just he'll say that. last night, Ken, like like Creed Humphrey with the low snaps, like, "Wow, that's uncharacteristic of Creed Humphrey to snap the ball low." Have you watched, like, one Chiefs game this entire year? It's kind of been, like, a problem the entire season. Yep. So, like, he'll he'll have those moments where it's like, oh, man, like, really? Like, just, like, put in the bare minimum. But uh, he'll have these other moments, though, especially in the fourth quarter of this game, where when he just – and I don't even think it's a shtick. I think this is, like – I think he's just being himself. I think that's kind of, like, who he is. When he just analyzes the game – he might just be the best. Like, maybe Olsen's better at just, like, actually analyzing the game. Aikman gives you analysis with Snark, and he's a professional broadcaster in a way that maybe the others aren't. I think Aikman's my favorite. But when it comes to just, hey, here's what's happening, here's what's about to happen, and here's what I think this team should do, I think, like, he might be the best still. So he, he still has the potential to be the guy that I thought we all was, following the 2018 AFC championship game. And I think like he hit those heights at points of the fourth quarter yesterday in an overtime where I'm willing to forgive him for some stuff. As long as he nails everything else. I really thought he was fantastic yesterday. And I know a lot of people disagree. Nance is always great. The jackpot call I thought was really good by the also like Nance post game in the Travis Kelsey interview made it like yeah. 50 times better with the Elvis mention when he's doing Viva Las Vegas, got him to do the beastie boys. You got to fight for your right to party. That's like, like Jim Nance is a Hall of Famer, and I think that stuff maybe f- goes over the head of some people. Not an insult. Just like if you're not a, a broadcaster, you may not pick up that Nance is doing all that stuff and just how good he is and how smooth he is. I thought CBS did a really good job yesterday, Ken. And I also did not hate the score bug the way that a lot of people did when uh, when CBS debuted it during the game last night.
0: Well, it's it's really important anytime. So score bug, people know what that means. But just in case you don't, like the graphic at the bottom of the screen that's called like a bug in television. So the score bug uh it's whoever does the super bowl almost always debuts a new one for that game and it's always different than what they had in the regular season that's not always true but it's true like almost all the time that a telecast will uh for the super bowl like give you something new on the score graphic and my rule of thumb with this stuff is anytime it's new people are gonna hate it because it just looks different than what they had all season and that's how i feel about that one like if you're if you're upset about how the score was displayed and it was displayed like that get some other stuff to be mad about honestly because there there are score displays that are brutal that have occurred in history and that was not one of them that was about as generic of a score display as you could possibly have like i don't know what to what like really what's there to be what were people mad about it was like as generic a presentation. I almost thought like they went back to like 1988 without they put like I liked it or something. Like it was yeah. I didn't have a problem at all. It didn't interfere with my enjoying of the game. People, I think, like that when you have like 1080 HD and now 4K, you want the graphic to take up as little space as possible. Like Foxes is compressed where it's like not all across the bottom. It's like more in the middle. It's like well, okay, great. Fox also has like anime versions of the touchdown scorers that come up in all the situations, and I'm just like these like cell shaded giant humans. I think I'm, like Fox's I don't like is that. The worst.
1: <laughs> Like I can can I watch football on Fox this like entire those season. The graphic, the I, main I but I, I still I still feel like on Fox's score bug, I, I never have any idea like how many timeouts the team has. Like I feel like it was so hard to figure that out and every time I watch yeah, a game I'm like, what is it here? Like come Tough. on, like make this easier for me, please.
0: I just uh, my favorite part, by the way, of the like when the guy scores the touchdown and here's like the cell shaded cartoon version of him is when there's an obscure defensive touchdown. You can actually feel the stress of the person that's running the graphics having to go and find the person. Or at what point do they pull the ripcord and go like, I'm just putting touchdown and like I'm not putting a name. there's like this eight seconds where it's like it's like give, give me like the randomest NFL player you can think of right now.
1: Um, I'm trying to, think, like, like, how about, like, Leo Chanel last night for Kansas City? He scores right. a touchdown. It's like,
0: oh, it's like Chanel goes in, like, you know, touchdown <laughs> number one. Make, like, a number nine <laughs> like, joke or something. Like, yeah. that, like Chanel into the end zone, like, touchdown, and there'll be this, like, seven seconds where the scoreboard will not animate when it's, like, Justin Jefferson, it animates right away, right? Patrick Mahomes, it animates right away. Travis Kelsey, it animates right away. And you could like, feel the anxiety of the person in the truck, like, oh, no. Like, okay, where is it? All right, all right, hang on, hang on. I got it. I got it. I got it, <laughs> like, and that's like I don't got it, or like the wrong guy gets animated, or it's like it's all. I think it's the most hilarious because it's you. It's so rare in television; you're never supposed to know. Like, what, behind the scenes, like, whether people are stressed out, whether the telecast is, like, uh, strained or not. It's all supposed to look smooth all the time. That's the whole point. That's your thing about Nance, too. That's why he's so good. And yet, there's always this incredible anxiety. For, like, I can feel it as someone who's been in a control room before, where it's like, oh, God, this person is about to have a miserable 30 seconds. Like, this is about to be really, because, like, who could have predicted that this would have happened? Um, I didn't mind the score bug. Your point about Romo, real quick, and the when he does when he just does the game like he's the best or something like that like to kind of synthesize what you were saying my only thing there when it's X's and O's strategy I agree with you he tries really hard to do the end game coaching timeout management what should teams do strategy stuff and he always loses his train of thought every time he tries to explain it. He, like, never gets it. He always, like, like I like that he thinks about that. So, like, when when should teams let teams score touchdowns, right? Or, like, which is, like, a crazy thing that analysts never used to talk about. And, time like, Olsen nails
1: this. To your point, right, like, Olsen exactly. nails this stuff.
0: But, and I think what happens is, in this happens to me all the time. Not that I'm Tony Romo, but, like, I can actually sympathize with him. In my brain, I got it. Like, I got it. I know what it is. And translating that to explaining it to someone else is something, and honestly, on this show, sometimes I look back and I go, man, I did a really bad job of explaining what sounded crystal clear in my head when I, like, heard it in my head. Like, I know what the message is. I just can't. I'm too excited. I got too many thoughts. Like, I got to do it really faster. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. And it comes out like that. Right. We all have our crutches. And for Romo, that's his. And I have mine, too. And every time he tries to do one of those where it's like there's 220 to play and there's two timeouts and there's like some narrative that he wants to get out there about the team needs to do this. It's always like it starts great. And I'll usually have just said the same thing to like who I'm watching with. And I'm like, like he starts doing it at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, like, perfect. And then he gets like halfway through and then he like bobbles the ball it like doesn't it just something happens and he doesn't say that it it doesn't end the right way or he doesn't make the right prediction he like sometimes like the last thoughts always the wrong one and i like feel for it because i'm like your instinct was correct like you did the right thing that's exactly what you're supposed to be talking about also halfway through you like totally botched what you were saying and it like didn't go in the right direction so i like i he has that potential but i i always think about like when i do the show like and he does the – like, I, we both kind of do the same thing sometimes, and so I feel bad for him.
1: Yeah, except he, he makes, like, $20 million more than both of us do. Well, so, I like, get it right, Tony. That. Yeah. No. Um, you know what's what's sick? You know who I think the best NFL broadcaster is at that, the end of game stuff and explaining It's actually, like, not not a color guy. Tariq. Oh. Like, does Tariq yeah. ever get anything well, – I was going to say that combination.
0: Yeah. Like I was gonna, you know what's I was gonna say Collinsworth when you said that, but I go once you said that I go, oh well that's not right. It's like both of them, and it's because of Tarrico probably.
1: Should uh, like should Mike Tarrico coach an NFL team?
0: <laughs> should they fire Kyle Shanahan and and hire Mike Tariko? <laughs> that Does going that, on the sports radio airways.
1: I mean, I mean, God almighty. We'll talk about the Usher halftime show to start hour number 3 and we'll start spinning things forward to betting next season in the NFL.